Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you are doing well this week. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that you are with me here on the Love Well podcast as we continue to explore what it means to love well. A uh, couple of couple of quick announcement-y kind of things, I guess, here at the at the top of the show. Um, first is that Doubt on Tap is happening Tuesday nights on our Discord server. And by ours, I mean the Simple Theologian Discord server. Uh, as you know, as you might know, as you might not know, I don't know, me and my buddy uh, Mike run something called Doubt on Tap as a part of what we do with our Simple Theologian podcast. And we're trying to build a little community here around the whole Simple Theologian thing. And a big part of that is Doubt on Tap. Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, we are doing it virtually on our Discord server these days while we are, um, you know, in the middle of this whole pandemic. So it's a great time to come together and have conversation about things that matter. Uh, Second, Wednesday nights, 7 o'clock, I am hosting... Uh, office hours online uh, in a Facebook uh, room. So uh, I'm opening a messenger room every Wednesday night at seven o'clock just to, just kind of open things up, have conversation, talk about whatever you want to talk about. You could think of it as a ask me anything. Um, but you know, it's just a place to come in and chit chat and hang out for a few minutes or hang out for an hour, you know, whatever. Whatever it is that you're up to and feel like feel like doing, I'm just going to kind of open things up and uh, provide an opportunity for folks to connect. Um, Thursday nights on the Simple Theologian Discord, we are also hosting a uh, book club, and we are reading through "Amusing Ourselves to Death" by Neil Postman. Fantastic book! If you've never read it, totally worth reading it. We are. Um, I guess uh, we will be in chapter five uh, as uh, as you're listening to this, and so uh, grab the book, get it cheap, and uh, and join us. Uh, be a part of be a part of the conversation there. Uh, so I will be sure to include a link to the Discord server in today's show notes. Uh, so check that out. Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess that's it as far as announcements go. Uh, Oh, one other thing. Our missional communities are now gathering online as well. Uh, Those are happening via Zoom. And the way that an evening goes on a Sunday night uh, is we spend a few minutes just chit-chatting, talking together, uh, socializing. And then we break out into small groups via Zoom breakout rooms, which is a really cool feature that Zoom has developed over the last year where you can have smaller groups of people having conversations. And uh, we do that for about half hour and then we pull it back together for a large group time of sharing and prayer requests and, and also uh, it gives me a chance to answer any questions that came up during the small group conversations. So uh, that link uh, you can find each week uh, on our um uh, on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com uh, slash Acts 13 Network, I believe it is. 
I'll include a link to that as well in the show notes. All right. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. You know, over the last uh, number of weeks, I feel like uh, I feel like I've lost a little bit of my way, a little bit of direction here on the podcast. It's mostly just kind of been a bit of um, me doing sermons and that kind of thing uh, in in more of the sermony kind of way, and that's due to the fact that I've been trying to to post those uh, as live videos up on uh, Facebook, YouTube, all that kind of stuff was, you know, just kind of getting, I don't know, caught up, I guess, in the video thing. Um, and that's, I don't know, that's not, that's not me. That's not who I am. And uh, so we're going to, we're going to work towards getting back to a little bit more of what this podcast uh, I want it to be, which is us thinking about what it means to love well. What does it mean for us to live a life that displays love, love of neighbor, love of enemy, and love of God? And so, you know, in that, we're we're not going to stop looking uh, at the ancient text, right? We're not going to stop looking at the scriptures. Uh, I I think, I think as we do, as we look at who Jesus is, as we look at how he lived in his life, uh, it's, that's, that's still, I think the best way to, to inform us and in how to, and how to love well. And so that's, that's what we want to do. It's how we want to, how we want to press forward. Right. So, so the podcast may feel a bit different uh, over these coming weeks, and hopefully, it feels a little more conversational. And even, even as I say that, I, I realize, I mean, it's still just one voice talking. And so, I think one of the things you may see more of are uh, some interviews, bringing some other voices in uh, to be a part of this conversation each week. And and that's, yeah, that's how we're gonna how we're gonna roll. So. You know, I was thinking, thinking about uh, something this week, and that is uh, this good-bad split, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about some of this stuff a number of months ago. Uh, as I was, you know, we were walking through um, how to grow. We were talking about uh, growing in maturity and that kind of thing. I think I think we talked about it here on the podcast. Uh, you know, a good podcaster probably would have gone back and looked at old episodes and that kind of thing. But I'm not a very good podcaster, so how about that? <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things I was thinking about is this is good bad split, and uh, good bad split is where we inevitably. Uh, especially when we're younger, you know, we, we see events, we see people as all good or all bad. We don't tend to see the good and the bad in both, right? Um, we tend to live in this purely black and white dualistic way of thinking about the world and about people. 
And the fact of the matter is, is that the world and people are good and bad. There's good things in, in the world. There's good things about each event that, that happens. There's good things in each circumstance. And there are bad things in each circumstance. And there are bad things uh, about each person we know. And there are great things about each person we know. And as we move into maturity, we begin to, begin to see uh, the two. Now, one of the ways that, uh, you know, the, the good-bad split begins to play itself out, I think, as we grow older, is in what might be called partiality, where we, um, we kind of identify maybe with, with a tribe or a, or a, a people group or um, maybe a religion or, I don't know, something. Um, and, and as we do, what happens is we, we give them partiality, right? So, uh, the way, the way we might think about this is, you know, if, uh, let's say you're, you're hanging out at a, at a party and so, and it's a, it's a big, it's a football party, right? It's, you know, it's, it's game day. It's Michigan versus Ohio state, let's say. And your host is a Michigan fan. Most of the people there are Michigan fans and somebody brings an Ohio state guy. Uh, now, you know, let's be honest. The Ohio state guy is going to find himself on the outside looking in a little bit. He's going to experience uh, some partiality. And, you know, that's something simple. That's something silly. I mean, it's just a football game, whatever, right? But there is this deeper, darker, insidious reality that exists uh, in us. And it, and it exists somewhere deep down that we don't want to talk about at parties. And that is that we, we think that we have uh, the ability to judge. It, we think we have the ability to stand in God's place and judge on his behalf. And when we say, when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> um, too often, too often, you guys, I, I really think that I have some sort of inside loop or inside track to know, uh, to know what it is that God is thinking about a particular situation. And, and that is rooted in pride. I am, I am doing what Adam and Eve did back in the garden, right? Uh, because, you know, when, when things fell down, when, when, when the world began to, to come apart at the seams, when the, the sin sickness began to affect humanity, it was the result of human beings trying to take God's place human beings trying to decide, trying to make the decisions between right and wrong, good and evil. Not, not simply knowing about that, not simply being able to identify it, but determining what those things are. And when we, when we practice partiality in our life, we are judging. We are, we are basically saying, no, I am God. I, I know how to make that decision. I am the one who will, who will choose this. I am the one who will decide what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. Um, 
and and it is it is absolutely rooted in pride. And this this partiality, um, you know, another word for it is favoritism, right? We give favoritism to to certain people, to certain groups of people. And, and if we're showing favoritism towards certain groups, that means we're probably not showing favoritism to other groups of people. And we all have that group. We all know it. We all have a list. Um, and, and this is the list that if that kind of person shows up, we are not going to be kind to them. We are not going to love them. No, they are going to get, you know, they're going to get liver and onions. They're going to get the lima beans um, because they're not on our list of, of favorites. Turns out that this kind of thinking, uh, this this all bad, going all bad on certain folks or certain groups of folks uh, isn't a modern thing. It's not a new issue. This is a this is an issue that you know has has plagued humanity for at least a couple thousand years, and let's be honest, uh, probably a lot longer than that. But there is this uh, there's this letter that was written right by uh, Jesus's brother James, and and he wrote he wrote this. He said he said my brothers and sisters. Believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but you say to the poor man, stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Yeah, there it is. Rich versus poor, right? I mean, even to this day, I mean, we see, you know, we're, we're seeing the split. We see that split today. Um, people, people despise the rich <laughs> in our day. Uh, back in James's day, uh, when someone came in and they were wealthy and rich, they they got some special, they got some special attention. They got some special love, right? Um, uh, maybe in our day and time, the the odds would be reversed. I, I don't know. Um, but at the heart of what's going on here is this is this respect versus unbelievable disrespect. The one that you're not showing favoritism for, uh, James says you're you are disrespecting them. And and we might miss we might miss what's going on. Um but when he says to the when when he says that, that someone who comes in that's that's poor, uh, sit on the floor by my feet. That is, that is a way of basically having them say, you know, James saying, you're flipping him the bird, right? You're showing him the middle finger because that's, that's what sitting on the floor by someone's feet was akin to. Remember when uh, I was in Israel and we stopped at this restaurant, um, and as as we're about to go in, we're still on the bus, and our tour guide he said, you know, when you go in there, please, uh, you know, please make sure that you don't show the bottoms of your feet to your servers. So if you're sitting in a chair, 
uh, sit with your legs, you know, tightly crossed. If you're sitting on the floor, please sit, uh, you know, with your legs, you know, crossed and folded under you so that you're not showing uh, the bottoms of your feet to, to the server, uh, because that's just very rude. And, you know, maybe you remember a few years ago uh, when President uh, Bush was in the Middle East and a reporter threw a shoe at him. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to hurt him by throwing his shoe. No, it was just a way of him flipping him off, showing him great disrespect. And so if you were to say to somebody at that time, hey, you come sit by my feet, that's not, that's not, show, that's not a sign of respect. That's, that's a sign of great disrespect. That's a sign of flipping them off. That's a sign of telling them that you're not worth, you're not worth even sitting, sitting with me as an equal. You see, if you are, when, when, we, when we practice favoritism, when we go all bad on somebody, or if we go, conversely, if we go, even if we go all good on somebody, um, we're, not, we're not loving well. We're not, we're not loving our neighbor as ourself. No, we, we've we've become, we've be, we've become something that that maybe, maybe we don't like. We become something that that maybe we sort of despise. You see, when we, when we do this favoritism thing, when we, when we put ourselves in the position of being the ones to judge who is who has worth then we then we are engaging in pride then we are giving ourselves over to pride because who who alone has the ability to judge whether or not somebody has worth the creator god the divine and what is what is god how has god decided on that well, God's decided that every, every person has worth. Every person has value. Every person deserves uh, to, to sit at the table. No, nobody, as a result, nobody should be shown favoritism. Nobody should be elevated above another. The moment, the moment we elevate somebody else, the moment we put somebody above another, the moment... And by, do, by putting somebody above somebody else, we are necessarily putting somebody else underneath and saying, you are worth less than this other. Now, we have put ourselves in the position of God, and that is pride. Now, too many of us think of pride as, uh, you know, thinking too highly of ourselves. Uh, and it's, And that's not... That's not at all the case. Uh, you can think too lowly of yourself. I, I heard one person refer to themselves as the the mite, the mite on the back of the flea of the on the tick of the dog, right? Uh, and that that's a that's a prideful statement uh, because that's not that's not who they are. No, each each person that you come in contact with, each human being that you interact with. It's created in the image of God. That means they are, they are people of infinite worth. And that means you are someone of infinite worth because you are created in the image of God. You see, 
Humility is having a right understanding of yourself before God. It means that we know that we can't take God's place. It means that we know that we can't, uh, that we can't judge as though we were gods. But it also means that we understand that we have great worth and that our neighbors have great worth, such worth, such value. C.S. Lewis says that, you know, the most holy uh, object you come in contact with outside of the Eucharist is your neighbor. And that, that's, a, that's a big statement, but it's a true statement. And so, so what do we need to do? How do we, how do we live? How do we display a, a way of loving well? Well, we, we do that uh, if, if we can speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs um, over judgment, right? That's, that's something else that James said. He, you know, he says, hey, understand, understand that but by the grace of God go you. And if you could grab hold of this, if we can grab hold of this, that changes, that changes so much of who we are. It changes our perspective. It changes how we see others. It changes the way that we interact with our neighbor. It allows us, it allows us to love our neighbor as ourself. It allows us to extend mercy. Because here's the thing. When we judge others to determine good, bad, when we judge others to determine who who we're going to show favoritism to, the reality is, is that we can't even live up to our own judgment. And so we, we must live, we must live in light of the reality that we are people who desperately need mercy. I need to live as though I desperately need mercy. This is, this is what we need. And, and if, when we understand that we are people who are in need of mercy, then what it does is it reminds us of who we actually are. It reminds us that we're not God because God doesn't need mercy. God gives mercy and he gives mercy freely. He gives mercy. uh, He lavishes it on us, on humanity, on his creation. Why? Because We're created in his image. And we are humans who have great worth. So we have to move past it. We got to move past the the duality of good, bad. We have to move past, uh, you know, this idea of showing favoritism to some and and basically giving a big F you to other people. Uh, We need, we got to... We got to move past it and we got to see one another as, as people of great worth, of great value, because we have been created in God's image. Think we can do that? I hope so. I really hope so. I, I want to get there. I'm trying hard. It's, it's difficult, right? It's difficult to see people who you know, you, you, you want to love and they say and do awful things. They say and do things that you just want to, 
you know, just, just make you face palm. All right. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about like, you know, murderers or stuff like that. I mean, I'm just, just talking about general everyday stuff that kind of gets under your skin and drives you a little bit crazy. And you just, you just have a hard time extending them mercy. You just have a hard time not judging them. But by the grace of God, go I. So let's figure it out. Uh, one of the things, one of the things that you need to do that I need to do that we need to do is we need to sit in this a little bit and we gotta, we have to identify who are those people that we show favoritism to? Who are those people uh, that, that we put below somebody else? Who are those people that we have determined uh, are not worth as much as another? We all have a list. Uh, I've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks and I gotta tell you, I've got a list and it makes me sick. It makes me sick. And I know you have one too. So identify it. Identify your list. Identify who are those people that you believe are less than. Who are those people that you would say, hey, come sit at my feet, F you. That's an ugly statement. But who are they? Identify them. And then, <laughs> then we got to figure out how do we move towards them in affection? How do we move towards them in love? Uh, not as doormats, not, not to take abuse, right? That's not what I'm saying. But how do, we, how do we move towards them with a warmth that says, I love you in a, in a real way, in a Christ way, in a, in a way that that points them to truth, in a way that is rooted in kindness and holiness, um, but in a real way, how do how do we do it? Man, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. I am still figuring it out. Uh, I I'm not there yet. So I'd love to hear from you. Uh, how do you do it? How do you show affection to those people who uh, are on your list? of those who you're not going to show favoritism to. Um, let's talk about it. And uh, yeah, so let's let's connect and drop a comment uh, here or on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or I don't know, wherever you connect with me. And, and let's continue this conversation and try to figure out how we can love well. So uh, yeah, that's all I got, guys. Until Until next time we talk. Love well, my friends. Mm-hmm.